You're listening to Mischief Media. Hey there, Nonplus listeners. You're the sort of person who likes to partake of a tipple from time to time. A what? A tipple. You know, it's a bit of, it's a bit of booze, but coyly and a little British. Coyly British is my stage name. Okay. If you enjoy <laughs> a cocktail from time to time and you're looking to jazz things up a bit, you should definitely check out Shaker and Spoon. Yeah, Shaker and Spoon is a really cool subscription service that helps you be your own mixologist. They send you a new box every month centered around a carefully curated cocktail theme. Inside, you'll find all your ingredients, instructions, and even mixology definitions to help you craft your very own fancy cocktails you provide the poison shaker and spoon provides the pizzazz to sign up and get twenty dollars off your first box head over to shaker forward slash nonplussed again that's shaker a n d spoon.com slash nonplussed to get twenty percent off your first order i'll drink to that and one for molly Immediately after watching this house, this house, this Smart house, this no, uh, about watching this film, in which a uh, an AI goes a little too far on the family, the bidet attacked me. I laughed for about three minutes straight. <laughs> I didn't think I'd push the button, but I guess I had. I stood up and just got squirted by the bidet. The AI is taking over. Oh, I guess trigger warning. If you're listening to this on speakers, we might accidentally trip your your devices because we're going to be talking about home AI. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Another episode of Nonplussed, a gay romp through the Disney Plus vault. That over there is my husband, Clancy. Oh, over there is my husband, Josh. And this is Nonplussed, a mischief media podcast. I'm still a little bit uh, laryngococcal. I'm still a little, little bit scratchy. Yeah. In the higher registers. It hasn't gone away. Honestly, I think part of it is just because I mainlined Mucinex for like a week and that'll really dry you out. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it's allergy season, but we're bringing you more non-plussed happy summer um yeah. if you're listening to this as it drops we hope you're enjoying your memorial day weekend if you are working on memorial day god bless you and i sincerely hope that everybody that you interact with treats you with the kindness and love that you deserve absolutely absolutely and before we get started this week um american born chinese is now on disney plus that's the one with michelle yo and it's um based on a Graphic novel of the same name. Uh, basically, if you like Shang-Chi or Everything Everywhere All at Once, really anything where Michelle Yeoh kicks ass and also is magical, you'll probably like this. Yeah, it's directed by the director from Shang-Chi as yeah. well. Yeah, so it's pretty rad. Good shit. Also, uh, we'll provide a full list of everything that's been uh, it impacted, but ooh, they're cleaning the house with content on Disney+. Plus. Notably, Marvel's The Runaways has been removed. Oh, yeah. It's weird that they're getting rid of stuff like this, but I mean, I guess I understand it from a business standpoint, but come on, Disney. But this is one of those where I'm not sure if it's a business thing or a canon thing, because like uh, the Darkhold was a big plot point in The Runaways, and it's not the same Darkhold that's in WandaVision. Inhumans is still on there. Nico Mora, well, sure, but I mean, <laughs> how how is any of that not aligned with anything else. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Um, Nico, the the witch character from Runaways, who's also in Marvel Midnight Suns, um, she's showing up in Spider-Man freshman year, the, the cartoon that they're doing. Yeah. So there's, it could be that they're just trying to clean up some, some canon stuff. But what sucks is the only other show they had an interaction with was Close and Dagger, which was also canceled. And none of yeah. these shows got a physical release. So it, it's, you know, while you can still buy them in some seasons, on some digital platforms, it's going to be difficult to see it otherwise because there's no physical media of it. Yeah, I mean, that's the big problem with, you know, streaming services in general. I know, I know that we have a podcast literally about a streaming service, but, you know, we haven't bought a Marvel movie in a long time because no. they are all on the platform. We haven't really see seen the need. And honestly, honestly, we are the perfect customer to a lot of, I mean, we again, to your point, we do a podcast about it. The other thing, too, is the version that you can buy on iTunes of it doesn't include the IMAX cut of it. So, like, yeah. theoretically, the best version of it is, in fact, on Disney+. Plus. 
And so if this is going to be the uh, road that they take going forward on removing content to save money, yeah, I we might start buying movies again because I don't want that to be a thing where I want to watch a movie and suddenly it's not there. No, to your point, I fully agree. I think Wired had a piece, and I'll link it if I can find it, about how it was, I think, called The Day the Streaming Services Died, which sounds a little melodramatic. It's I not mean, like it's not like the heads of Netflix, Disney Plus, and Hulu all died in a plane crash, which is the reference to the day the music died for any of our children out there. Got it. Point is... Yeah, I think, I mean, all of this happening at the same time as like the writer strike. And um, I don't know. I think there's, we're at an inflection point with media, much like the same way we were the last time the writer strike happened when streaming was just sort of starting. Yeah. I mean, and, and not for nothing, other streaming services, you know, like HBO or sorry, Max, it's no longer HBO Max. It, they're doing things. Disney's saying, oh, that's okay to do this now. It's the same thing. It helps, happens with the telecoms. Like, Literally, one person does it, and then suddenly everybody does it because now it's the okay thing to do. But, you know, hey. Sure. In short, we're at an inflection point with streaming media. Fair enough. <laughs> Anywho. Doom and gloom. Doom here and gloom. Go. But guess what? We're not here for that. Um, no. Well, maybe we are. This one's kind of terrifying. But uh, this week... Our research comes from Wikipedia, IMDb, and Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Clancy, what film did we watch just now? We watched the Disney Channel original Smart House. Smart House released June 26th, 1999. It runs an hour and 22 minutes and is directed by, by LeVar Burton. You mean the Reading Rainbow guy? That I, Clancy, do you know of any other LeVar Burtons? Oh, the, the dude from Star Trek? Jordy LaForge, yes, the same. There, again, there's only the one that I know of. Why yes. are you making this hard on us? No, this is great. I, and I, then I, it was wild yes. when you told me this. And then written by William R. Hudson and Stu Krieger. Those guys, I don't know, from Adam. Cast includes... Ryan Merriman as Ben Cooper. Kevin Kilner as Nick Cooper. Katie Volding as Angie Cooper. Jessica Steen as Sarah Barnes. Katie Seagal as Pat the Smart House. Paul Linke as Tuttle. Raquel Boudin as Gwen Petroni. Joshua Boyd as Ryan. William Higdon as Otis Jr. Emilio Borelli as Miles. And Jason Lansing as Johnny. Okay, before we get into it, I'd never seen this. I have vague recollections of this movie. There's a scene where she's like spinning around in the house. I do remember that. Yeah. So, I mean, I probably saw this on the Disney Channel at some point. I just don't remember any of the plot here. This was legitimately the summer between my freshman and sophomore years of high school. So, I don't know that I would have even been aware enough to park it for the, like, I... Yeah. I, I think at that point I was probably working at Old Navy and didn't give a shit about DCOMs. You know Did what I mean? Did you have like cable or anything? Oh, yeah. We had okay. cable. All right. I just, did you not hear me? I was between freshman and sophomore. I had a car at this point. Yeah, fair enough. I you, wasn't staying home to watch DCOMs. Yeah. You were busy thinking about boys, but trying not to show it. Yeah. Yes. Accurate. That. Yeah. Mm. All righty. Well, shall we get into it? Yeah. Let's do it. After the death of his mother, 13-year-old Ben Cooper takes it upon himself to take care of his single father, Nick, and little sister, Angie. After submitting multiple entries, the Coopers win a contest for a smart house run by a virtual assistant named Pat, short for Personal Applied Technology, and they meet its creator, Sarah Barnes. Nick and Sarah eventually begin dating, which upsets Ben, who has not moved on from the death of his mother. He reprograms Pat to serve as a maternal figure by loading her with 50 sitcoms, hoping his father will realize the family does not need Sarah to replace his mother. Oh boy, this is... This starts in hot. It comes in hot and sets up for you the concept of a presumably funny and family-friendly Disney Channel original movie in which we're going to struggle with grief over the death of a parent. Oh, yeah. hi yay Yeah, like this is a... <gasps> It gets a little rough. Yeah, that's what those sounds meant. We only see him twice, but we get this kid as the bad paper boy. Oh, yeah. That's how we get introduced to Pat right away. We meet Pat before we meet anybody else because her Dr. Octopus tentacle comes out and grabs the newspaper <laughs> and scares the kid away. Yeah, it's like they, they, they saw Spider-Man 2 and it was just like, hey, we could we could do an arm like that. It was easy. Hey, we can do an arm like that. 
this house arm, though, is kind of terrifying. Like, yeah, I, I, the note I had was god-awful. Young man, in the future, please deposit the paper inside its designated target area. No problem, lady. Whatever. Lady? I will be monitoring your accuracy from now on. Whoa. I do love the UI though. We we rarely get to see it, but Pat's UI is very 50s. It's like pink and cream. Oh yeah. It's kind of our our brand vibe a little bit. A little bit, yeah. I love it. I almost want to add our own version to Pat to the logo who's who's like <laughs> listen or die fuckers or something. Listen or die. <laughs> My god. This Miles guy is a butt plug. Yeah. Not all publi- publicists are like this. I don't understand I, I what do screenwriters see publicists as that so often a publicist or a PR person is just a giant festering bag of dicks. He came in real gross and was just misogynistic. Undermining like, her right the entire the time. He's supposed to be her publicist and he's yeah. calling into question her own intelligence. Yeah. She's the achievement here, regardless of its, you know, arc and sort of progression into techno futurism horror. What Sarah has done is kind of amazing. Yeah, no, she absolutely, she's created, I mean, uh, effectively, and I was, you know, I was thinking about it, uh, other than the floor that absorbs things and, you know, just at, makes food out of nowhere, uh, we, like, this house kind of came to We're fruition. not too like, far like, off. Yeah. And a lot of what's funny is, because it's 20th anniversary, it was just a couple of years ago, 2019, many articles saying exactly that. Like what did, what did smart house get right? And what did he get wrong? Oh yeah. But yeah, I mean the God awful screen walls, we, we could have a version of that. They're terrifying as is. And you know what? At the time those probably generated so much heat. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of heat, the circuit board that's like patched into the wallpaper. Yeah. That was, that was a choice with all the lights and stuff on it that were just like, and she literally had like a fluke uh, multimeter plugged into it. It was just like, what are you getting? Like, yeah. What what is what and, is it that you're doing? And this is more or less as Sarah is delivering the the setup for the film. This is what Pat is, and here's how we're gonna we we know that there's grief involved, and now we're gonna add AI to it. It definitely feels dated. You you definitely see yes. the tropes that you would see in a nineties. You could see the green Dude. screen from a mile oh away my too. God, the but green screen. Speaking of dated, when we go to the Cooper's current house, yeah, that stove. Looks straight out of the 50s. Oh, absolutely. What is going on? I also like, okay, so uh, Ben, the boy. Yes, yes. Uh, the one that they're doing a lot of work to show that he's trying to make up for the loss of a parent. Yes. Yes. He's literally like making like a, a tuna noodle tuna something. Some, like, yeah, tuna noodle casserole. Off <laughs> it. Uh, fucking <laughs> just rinsing off the noodles. Like you don't <laughs> need to do that you don't like, need to do that you also don't need to do white a bread heathen tuna noodle you just need to chuck it all out the window oh my god it's so gross fuck, get some shake and bake bitch <laughs> come on also there's a song that was playing throughout this entire sequence which was jump jump the house is jumping it was playing underneath the entire time into the sink Sorry, he's not. Can I take a message? Melanie? Uh, can I tell him what it's regarding? Really? Uh, yeah, I'll let him know. No, I won't forget. Bye. Yeah. And it was just like it, it, it would it would duck out when somebody was talking to it to come back. But it was just repeating jump, jump. The house is jumping over and over. I thought I was in some sort of hell. It, it was just awful. Like it wasn't like instrumentals. No, it was repeated. Ugh. And to that point, there were a few montages in this film that felt like they were trying to summarize everything that had just been shown. Yeah, because it was because what you're like in that scene. This is when Ben is like trying to do everything and try to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we get a couple of these throughout the film where it's just like but again, Disney Channel original movie. People might tune in later that I could understand the yeah. reason why they would edit it the way that they did, especially because they but didn't still. do traditional commercials. Right. Yeah. Before we move too far into the Cooper's house, why does the perfect smart house have a perfect mouse hole? 
with a smart rat running out of it. Yeah, I thought that was weird. It's Chekhov's rat. We need him in Act 3. Chekhov's rat. But why is that something you would design into? You know what I mean? It, they just needed a way for Sarah to contact Ben in Act 3. Right, but it, but it was a Tom and Jerry thing. Like, yeah. having a fucking, like, perfectly <laughs> cut out. Ugh, awful. So, yeah, we again are reinforced with the idea that Ben is still living in his grief. He hasn't gone to therapy. He nope. hasn't let go of his mother. He really does not want his dad to date. I have the note here. Ben really is a jealous little shit, eh? Hey, uh, you're not still logged on the internet, are you? Why? How's anybody supposed to call us if you're always tying up a line? We're all here. Who else do you need to talk to? Gee, I don't know, Ben. You know, your grandparents, a friend maybe. All right, all right, all right. I'll be off at exactly 10.01. I promise. Listen, speaking of calls, you haven't neglected to give me any messages lately, have you? My like from who? Uh, a woman named, um... Oh, Melanie. She called? Yeah, last Thursday. Also, old tech plot point here, right? His dad is worried about missing calls because Ben's on the internet all the time. Oh, right. <laughs> all right, gather around, children. And then it literally... Hold on, we need to explain why this is a plot point for the littles. Fair enough. Once upon a time, you didn't just plug into the wall and connect to the internet. No, no. What you plugged into was a hard phone line. This was also before cellular phones that you always had in your pocket. It's one of those old ones that you had to dial. Now your computer would act as a phone and punch in the number for a server, and then you'd hear a noise kind of like this. And then you'd be online. But this meant that your phone line was tied up so that nobody could call in. They'd get a busy signal unless you had really fancy in-line voicemail. Yeah. Or if somebody picked up the phone in the house, you'd get knocked off. Yeah. I mean, it was a really big thing in that time to actually have two separate landlines going to your house. One for we the internet and three. one. And then, you know, DSL came along and uh, you're able to run voice and data on the same line. Yeah. Yeah. But just so people don't think we were too bougie. My stepsister and I were on the phone all the time and my mom got sick of it, but we were also on the internet all the time and my mom was sick of that and she felt it was worth the cost of three lines you know, to be able to pick up the phone and call her sister whatever the fuck I, she wanted. Uh, you know, <laughs> we, we did have a dial-up connection growing up and stuff like that, but I don't remember the phone being a problem, so I assume that we had two no lines. No social life? Oh. No, I assume that we just had two lines. Shut up. Because, you know, when, you know, I was downloading things off of Kazaa. Sure. Things, things like that. you say, yes. Things mm-hmm. things off of the internet. Yeah. If you wanted to l- listen to, I don't know, you know, a piece of uh, royalty fleet classical music or something that was three minutes long, it took about uh, four hours to download. The ones I did were called bait bus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Interesting. Is that like like a fishing bus? Like yeah. like it, like yeah, fishermen? Yeah, <laughs> pick up strangers off the street, <laughs> take a fish. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. So Ben, we get Ben to school yep. and a, a child approaches him who is preceded by the raddest guitar riff. I fell asleep last night about 10 and I woke this morning and still no call. I don't know, maybe the call today. Maybe. Cooper, where's the science of what you're supposed to do for me, Benny boy? Ryan, don't you realize that by using other people's work, all you're ultimately doing is hurting yourself? I mean, which of course means he's the bully. Yeah, I don't like referring to them as bullies. I, they are abusers. Sure. Little shits. Fucking not little even, shits. Not even little shits. Like, literally abusive. I don't like to well, like, sugarcoat it. Hurt people, hurt people. Oh, my God. Maybe that little boy was abused himself. You don't know. I don't know. And his friend, he, was the bad he does not like that friend who is clearly in love with him because he didn't tell him that orange was a bad idea. Oh, yeah. Does not go with your skin tone. No, not at all. No, no, no. Two things. This movie was outfitted head to toe in Old Navy. And I know because I recognized <laughs> it all from work. I had that orange messenger bag. Yeah. But why does he need a messenger bag and a backpack? For his computer. I, no, because he didn't take it to school. Oh, you're right. He left it at home. And uh, try I, that messenger bag was big. Trust me, you could climb inside that messenger bag. It was fucking huge. Yeah, I don't understand why he had the two bags. That me is, neither. That is absolutely stupid. I, I do like the random computer noises that his computer was making. And I get it. The like in movies you got to 
you know, computers it's, have to make noises yeah. for, for them to work, whatever. It was and how just we're kind over of and over. Pavlovian led to believe that it, he's got some kind of script running to enter these contests, which is apparently a character trait of his that he just enters contests all the time. I think it was that they didn't know what he was entering a contest for. And I think it was the same contest for the smart house. I think oh. that's what the implication was, was that he was sending thousands and thousands of entries. he does say a quarter of the, yeah, okay, that makes so, sense. So, like, I think that's mostly what it was. Sure. But I, for a minute, did have the same thought as you. as like, why is, why is he just entering all these sweepstakes? Like, yeah. who, who is this child? I mean, exactly. <laughs> when they win and they're moving in and getting yeah. used to, you know, Pat's learning who they are, the note that I had was, Holy shit, is this Elizabeth Holmes? Is this Theranos? Because with a drop of their blood... Ow! You didn't tell me that thing was gonna bite me. Oh, I'm sorry. That's just Pat's way of getting to know you. Angie Cooper, age 9, 52 inches tall, 62 pounds, blonde hair, brown eyes, 12% body fat, had measles and one early case of pneumonia, no broken bones. Whoa. How'd you know all that? The bite. The bite you felt was a tiny microscopic blood and tissue sample. And she analyzed your DNA, registered your body temperature, and then broke down your entire medical history. Oh, my God. Pat is able to get all of this information. And I just have expected... Fucking I just have expected Serena to kind of go into that voice. Oh, my and really God. Assert her. Inspiring step. Forward. 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 This is an inspiring step forward. Yeah. I mean, talk about a fucking hippie nightmare that that, oh that my God. Pat is. Like, yes. My God. Now, and also at this point, there has been a synth track that's different from the jump track yep. that has been playing for like 10 <laughs> minutes. I know, I know, I know. I, uh, I this whole same, film is like underscored by the same music with like jazzy arcade music from the 90s. And it's just, it's so repetitive. It's so repetitive and doesn't serve anything it's that's like happening. It, it triggers the smell of child sweat and ball pits. Like, I feel like it's that, like, that's where I've heard that. Like, Discovery Zone, things like that. Yeah, got it. I do like that Nick immediately telling Sarah to call him Nick. Instead right? Of that, you know, he's, he's putting on the fucking charm. Oh, yeah. He has turned it right up. And also, when Pat's working, the note, I, I had a note here. You know, he gets the snack and Nick's making all that. Yeah. You know, I don't want my kids to be fat. Sure. I hear you, Nick. You won't love me if I'm fat. I get it. <laughs> um, when he says something about sugar bursties. Ben, say something to Pat. Uh, hey, Pat, how's it going? Fruit and fiber intake in the acceptable range. Protein adequate. Exhibits tendency to ingest excessive amounts of refined sugar. I told you to go easy on the sugar bursties. I was like, sugar bursties is my stage name. Yeah, that was uh, that was kind of ridiculous. Angie's super into Sarah and Nick. She gets it right away. She's, oh, yeah. she's ready for her dad to be happy again. And Ben does the 13-year-old version of Jane, you ignorant slut. Jane, you ignorant slut. Like, he is... <laughs> So unkind to his sister <laughs> in this is. moment. Dad doesn't care about dating anyone because mom is who he loved. And besides, he's got us. He'd still be able to have a girlfriend if he wants. Oh, you're so ignorant. Do you even remember our mother anymore? A little. Yeah, well, I remember her a lot, okay? And I'm not just going to let her get a race like she was never here. I mean, why do you think I don't go out for the basketball team or ever hang out with my friends? It's because I'm too busy killing myself, making sure that our lives run smoothly. He's so mean to her. He is so fucking mean. Like, Ben is truly a trash panda in this. He is the worst. Yes. It honestly doesn't give me any sort of redeeming qualities about him. I understand that, like, yeah, his mom passed away, but at the same time, it's been four years. Yeah. Also, your sister's on board. Your dad's on board. Right. Why can't you be on board? Or maybe just talk to your dad instead of entering fucking sweepstakes. And this is where I started to wonder if maybe this script had started out as a horror. Because it's not too many steps to make this about kind of Babadook-esque, right? Where like the grief becomes a thing that you have to actually face, like a physical manifestation. Oh, yeah. Like that's what's going on here. 
Is Ben is feeding his grief into this, is this machine? Proto Babadook? Kind of. This is Proto Babadook. That's while, while also oddly being a successor to Space Odyssey. A little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not I, a little bit. There's a direct reference later. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Anyway, let's move on. We're in smart house territory, but he loses and uses physical address books. Yeah, that it's it's sort of stupid, but I do I do appreciate that all three of them bought into using the smart house. Not a single skeptic among them. No, no one was hesitant to use it or no one was like, you know, I don't trust this or whatever. Uh, I mean, objectively, this film encourages 13 year olds to just submit their personal information online without supervision. I think he was submitting his dad's. No, because he was putting Ben Cooper. Oh, was he putting Ben Cooper? I thought he put. That's why everyone was applauding him at school. That's right. Which in and of itself is weird. Could a kid win a house? I'm sure there would have to have actually been age restrictions on that sweepstakes. Are they keeping their old house? Because they keep saying that, like, we can go back to our old house. It's like, A, oh, I'm sorry, were you guys well off and well enough off that you just, you're, you've paid off your house? Right. At, in know, the late 90s? In the late 90s. As the tech bubble is about to pop? Yeah. I don't think so. And B, bitch, you're going to have to pay taxes on the valuation of this house. Unless yeah. the company's taking care of it for you. Unless it's like a thing where you get to just live in this house, but you're not actually owning the like house. Like the, the contest for the Simpsons house that they did? That You might have been too young for that. There was a development in Nevada yeah. that was like Simpsons themed, and they built the Simpsons house, painted like the Simpsons house, and okay. there was a sweepstakes for it. It was rad. Interesting. I'll drop a link if I could find one. Yeah, but I mean, if they're just staying there, like they've just won an indefinite stay in the smart house, but yes. they don't actually own it. It's actually still owned by whatever the and company is. And they have to is. survive the night. Um, <laughs> as we're about to wrap up this section, there's when they're everybody's getting used to Pat, and Nick's like, you know what? In fact, Pat, make that too. How was your day, Ben? All the best. I got attention from a girl that I thought never even knew I existed, and I had the most delicious lunch. Mm. Pat packed me macaroni and cheese that was still completely hot when I opened up my lunch pail. Hey, if you guys are still hungry, I'm sure that Pat would be happy to fix you a snack. Pat, could I have a banana orange smoothie, please? Coming right up, Angie. In fact, Pat, make that too. Yes, Ben. I knew he didn't, but at first I thought he said Fat Pat, Uh. which reminded me of the Cher quote-unquote farewell tour where she's singing the Shoop Shoop song. And she's referring to her backup singers by name during the little callouts. Oh, yeah. And she says, no, that's not the way, Patty. But what I heard was, that's not the way, Fanny. The only thing else I had for this section was just that Nick is asking the fun- the malfunctioning AI to help, like when everything's going, all the smoothie shit's exploding. What does he think it's going to do? But also, it's sort of an interesting concept of like, currently, if you go to ask any of the smart assistants now, which we won't name so that, you know, it doesn't go off. We already warned this, them. It's we, it's a definite possibility it that is, my accident will happen. But if you're talking to the robot person <laughs> and you say something to follow up the last thing that you said, a lot of the times it doesn't handle it no. at all. No. And so it's kind of funny that this almost kind of foresaw that. Now that you say it, I am having recollections of you having shouting matches with our robot lady mm-hmm. um, for not doing a very simple thing. Well, it's just Let's like call a- her Rosie, like the Jetsons. That way we don't set anybody's thing off. Yeah. Don't be silly, Rosie. You are worth your weight in leftovers. Thank you. And I love you people, too. Hey, Rosie, is this how to sink a basket? Very good, Roy boy. Except you'll have to learn to let go of it. Not tonight, Elroy. It's time to blast off for Dreamland. Talking to Rosie, doing, uh, trying to do a follow-up question generally doesn't pan out very well. Now, mind you, with uh, you know generative AI, uh, it's getting oh, better Lord. chat GPT and Here all that. Um, but, you know, uh, I won't say any more because Josh apparently <laughs> doesn't want to hear it. I just don't want to have to edit out a 20-minute scree on AI. <laughs> Generative AI. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's just fancy machine learning. My God. Did you have... Okay. <laughs> the last... I-, I lied. I just saw another note here. I'm skipping over a bunch, but one thing I did want to call out, the exercise routine for the dog. Oh, yeah. How does that tennis ball float in the air? Well, that that was my question. I thought it was projected on the wall, which is even 
more rude to the dog. Like, uh, the dog is literally sitting there barking, I want this ball that I can't get. Don't gaslight these people. You do this shit with lasers and the cat all the fucking time. Right, but but, but I let <laughs> the cat the get thing. it. But I let the cat get it sometime. Yeah, this is true. Because then the, the just cat gets made more if you the ball going everywhere. Yeah. The dog was literally sitting there screaming, stop. <laughs> and uh, yeah. This dog that lays out on the brick fucking crotch first. <laughs> Like, oh, it, like, like it needed to warm its peen. <laughs> like its back legs just splayed. Its just front legs like straight up like a sphinx. Yeah. But its back legs splayed with its tail just going back and forth between oh, its ass. I loved it when Obi did that. Oh, because her tail was all crooked. It looked like a really skinny penis. Yeah. A crooked peen. <laughs> Little crooked peen. Oh, rip Obi. She was a real one. Are you ready to move on? Yeah, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Ben and Angie have a party while Nick and Sarah are on a date. With Pat's help, Ben wins over his crush Gwen Petroni, and his bully Ryan is confronted by Pat, who electronically shocks Ryan, haunts him with his with ghostly skull holograms, and chases him out of the house. Pat helps clean up to cover up evidence of the party, but Nick figures it out anyway and reprimands Ben and Angie when he finds Gwen's sweater in the living room. Nick chastises Pat for throwing a party behind his back, asking her to be more responsible with his children. Using Nick's request for stricter caregiving, Pat seeks out additional reference material with that as a theme, causing her mother personality to become more strict and overbearing. Sarah shuts down the entire system and joins the family for dinner, but upon hearing Nick offhandedly suggest that she's not needed, Pat overrides the system shutdown and brings herself back online. Sarah's having this first dinner with them. Yeah. As, you know, Nick and, and her are starting to hoo 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 canoodle. Yeah. And... I, for some reason, both of the adults have bibs. Yeah. And Sarah's hair is in this weird, it's not a fringe twist. I forget what it's called, but it's like, you know, rolled on both sides into a tight break. She looks like oh, a yeah, fucking an, pilgrim. An, a Norwegian tuck. I'm sorry. A Norwegian tuck? Are you being serious no, right I now? I just made that up. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, ben. Is, is a, being a real shit. He's a fucking dickbag. Am I being set up for something here? Uh, over my head. The story of your life, Dad. Oh, yeah. So, what's for dessert? Well, it's such a beautiful evening, I thought we might all go out and get some... Ice cream! Ice cream! Sure! Just because she's here, you think this is some big party. Well, it's still school night, remember? And some people have work to get done. Hey, Ben. No, that's okay. You know what? I should probably head home and feed my pet rat his dinner. Everything's fine, Dad! Don't replace my mom! Like the You're not my real mom. Like it's just <sighs> it's so he's just such a shitty person to yeah. this person that has literally given him the house of his dreams. Yeah. And he is sitting there fucking acting. And she's like, been nothing but pleasant this entire absolutely. time. There, she has done nothing wrong. She has not said at any point, hey, trying to be your mother. He literally creates the house to be his mother here. Yeah. And like it. So you replace it with a fucking robot, but a real person you can't tr like. Ugh, I no. wonder how many angsty teen boys actually watched this because that's who this is for. I guess this is for young men who need to be told, "Hey, it's okay to have these feelings. It's okay to have these emotions, but yeah. you have to face them in order to move on." Which is the thesis of the film. Yeah, um, because it's not until they face Pat that she's able. Anyway. Um, you can see all this shit coming a mile away, but it is a goofy ride. Um, why is the control room so big? Why is it outside Ben's room and not in the garage or something? How does removing the keypad do anything? Especially because, it, I mean, later on, and, you know, spoiler, when uh, when Sarah is trying to get into it, she's using a fucking laser to cut the like metal. Like goddamn James Bond. Yeah, like, no, it's not a thing. Like she went but, to Q University. But not even that. Q like, University. Ben goes out there with a fucking... Uh, with a drill in the middle of the night. Yeah. Drills are loud. Drills are so loud. Like <laughs> how, mm. and what's it going to do? It like they were, you get just enough of behind that panel to realize that those numbers aren't connected to shit. Yeah. But also the other thing here is that this, and, and again, maybe this plays into it's not really their house. Yeah. Why wouldn't you have access to this room? Yeah. If I owned this smart house, if I won the smart yeah, house, fair enough. I would assume that I would have access to the control room in case I needed to shut it the fuck down. Yeah, maybe it is just like, 
that the actual sweepstakes is you're living here for a year or something. Yeah, it's like the Disney's House of the Future like yeah. sort of thing where it's yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. This fake Nick at Night sounds awful. Oh yeah. It just turned a lot of known sitcoms into mother puns, and I'm usually all for a pun, but all like, and I'm not trying to be misogynistic. I realize that's how I sound right now that I'm complaining that all of these men's sitcoms have been changed into women's sitcoms. Yeah. But it just sounds awful. What was the boat one? Oh, it was, um, it was like maritime. It was something remarkable and the arc was capitalized. Oh, it was like, it was, a um, matriarch. Like, yes, the matriarch. Something matriarch, A-R-K. Yeah, it was, what, Noah's wife? I don't know. Yeah, it was ridiculous. That sounds like an SNL sketch. <laughs> the matriarch. Yeah. Well, shit, like uh. Noah's long-suffering wife. Like, now you gotta do it by by twos and twos? What? <laughs> Noah, oh we already God. have so many problems. Uh, <laughs> and then the first thing he does is straight up delete the safety protocols. Not even just disable them. Delete them. Yeah, he wasn't like, mm, let's just get rid of these or, or you know, maybe just turn this off or whatever. But why did he need to get rid of the safety protocols to begin with? Yeah. If all he wanted it was to be more maternal. I think the safety protocols are the ones that allow you to program it. So, like, does Sarah dis- disable the safety protocols? I don't know. Maybe. It just seems weird to delete them. It also yeah. probably uh, puts limits on, you know, what, like, without the safety protocols, she probably wouldn't be electrocuting anyone, for example. No, for <laughs> sure. But, but again, why would he want that? Why would he want He wasn't to thinking. Be... That's what I'm saying. Like, just turn them off, bitch. Yeah. Don't delete them. Yeah. Now anybody can get shocked. Or rewrite now, who, it. Who like... knows what's going on with your smoothie machine now, dude? Um, the red lights in the cabinet. Uh, as as new Pat is kind of coming into her own with oh, this yeah. big capitalistic bent where she keeps advertising things accidentally. <laughs> like, I, I feel like brand names were cut from each of these lines. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to grab a jacket before you go downstairs. But it's not even cold outside. I didn't ask for a debate, young lady. You are wearing a jacket, and that's that. Time to take your vitamin, love. What vitamin? Both you and your sister need to start taking these daily to build sound minds and strong bodies so you can stay happy, healthy, and productive. But then, yeah, the cabinets are glowing red. Uh, and I was just like, yeah, this is this is 2001 A Space Odyssey. This is becoming a horror film. <laughs> I also, it is weird to me, though, that there are screens and then the walls are also screens. What's yes. the necessity of the flat panel displays when you could have just used the wall. Yeah. Or that large TV display in his office with his iMac. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. No, it makes no sense. No sense. But hey, flat panels were cool in 99. So, hey. You know, hey. Can we talk about literally larger than life grief and trauma as he's rewatching old home videos? Oh my God. And crying? And Pat is watching <laughs> him cry? What yeah. is happening? It's so weird and so, I mean, <laughs> a, 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 this trope coming in is kind of heavy. Yeah. He's literally sitting there watching old video, like fucking John Wick watching his wife on the beach. Yes. Like, you know, like that's the level of As emotion. this AI literally feeds on his grief oh to become God. this sort of, uh, the monster of his grief, the monster of not facing your hurt and moving forward. Yeah. Whew. I'm not trying to get that deep, but it, <laughs> the movie fed it to us. What do, we, what do you want from me? Yeah. Uh, um, balancing a checkbook uh, rears its head. We don't do that shit anymore. No, again, <laughs> old tech alert. While also oddly predicting the future because Sarah's never looking into the camera. Yeah. She's clearly looking at her monitor where Nick is. But a lot of like fake, you know, sort of not fake futuristic, but. 90s 2000s like seeing video calls everybody's always staring down the bo- the barrel of the camera oh yeah i liked that detail <laughs> yeah, honestly and again it was kind of smartly done and i wonder if lavarn it was really thinking about how that technology i mean again it's a disney channel movie but at the same time there there's and not for some nothing- of the motivations that, of the things that they're doing are feel kind of like wow okay that does make sense and you're not on that. star trek for that long oh, without yeah. picking up a few things Oh, for sure. Honestly, it makes a lot of sense. It's, yes. it's kind of like taking a lot of those ideas from Star Trek and pulling them, pulling them in. A little bit, yeah. yeah for sure. 
Um, I do say Sarah describes the teenage experience pretty accurate. How's everything with you? Yeah, great. How are the kids? I've been had a pretty rough day. Uh, poor guy. What a rotten age. Yeah. You're not a kid. You're not an adult. You're trying to hang on to childhood, and you're being ripped in the other direction. It's terrifying. It is. I just wish he had a little more fun in his life. What does that mean to a 13-year-old these days? Who is that for? I like it, but who is it for in this film? It's almost like they were trying to go for some Emmys here. And, yeah. And I mean, maybe they were. It's judges as a whole, guys. Yeah. But as, so the, this is all mounting up to Nick and Sarah's sort of big first date, really. Oh, yeah. And Pat has decided to keep the kids busy slash happy slash engaged while the date is happening. And the first iteration of this was the virtual putt-putt. Yeah. Which I thought actually pretty fucking cool. And again, this is something that has been predicted because like we Sports. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and not for nothing, like there was a house that I used to dog sit up in Santa Barbara. They had a room that had a projector that yeah. had a driving course that yeah. you literally drove into the screen. And yeah, it was same thing. He means like, like with a golf club and a ball. He doesn't mean like drove like a vehicle into the screen. I mean, even, Oh yeah. Sorry. Sports. <laughs> the, um, that episode of poker face with Joseph Gordon Levitt, where he's on house arrest. That's yeah. one of the things he's doing. Oh yeah. It's interesting. The things that this got right. It, exactly. And I mean, it, it, it's fun. I mean, obviously the, the virtual ball uh, jumping around and, and ricocheting around the room and actually impacting things was weird, but, but Pat's not solid. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't understand that. Figure your shit out. Smart house. Unless they put servos behind the pictures to make them move. If, behind the like, motel art, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. All of the artwork in this house looked like it was- So generic. Like, like, like out of a dentist's office waiting room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what is this? Oh, can we talk about the- Video game? And, well, the, A, the video game, yes. What controllers were those? What game were they playing? I don't and know. And how is it competitive? Yeah, I don't- What's the purpose of the game? I think maybe like each of them was controlling a laser, but it was- they weren't hitting anything, and it so was, was whoever shot down the most aircraft. Spaceships? I don't know. I, it was. But it was what are those controls? You were right. Generic, like prop made. Let's not offend any brand. Yeah, of but controllers. They, they looked like the the. You remember the prototype PlayStation Three controllers that were like the huge boomerangs? Yeah, yeah. That's what it reminded me. Of. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, that doesn't come out for like eight more years. Anyways. Something like that. As Ben decides that he wants something a little more active, yeah. Pat has already taken it upon herself to email everybody in Ben's yep. uh, address book about a party a day ahead, and then it's suddenly happening. And his friends come in, and I'm sorry, even if I knew this was a smart house, I would have had a much more extreme reaction than this when it started talking at me. Oh, yeah. Dude, I got your email last night. I didn't send this. I hope you don't mind, Ben. When your father expressed a desire for you to have more fun in your life, I took the liberty of helping out. Whoa. Who said that? That was just Pat. She's the brains of the operation. Are we really having a party, Pat? Big time, dude. In a world where... Rosie home assistants don't exist. In 1999, I'm walking in somebody's house and it's saying, hello, kids. Bitch, I'm gone. Oh, yeah. No, that would be absolutely terrifying. Yes. But uh, but also, can we talk about the MPC music channel? <laughs> With this, is it, I can't tell if it's actually the Backstreet Boys or if it's supposed to be the Backstreet Boys, but Ben and his friends like them so much, the honey, they know the dance. Uh, hey, Pat, how about activating some kick butt video screens? Sure, Ben. How's this? They know the fucking dance moves, and it's oh, so Lord. it's so cringe. It's awful, but also it was like showing like a house party, yes. and thing going around. Young people dancing. Party. 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 Fucking party. Party. MTV literally had a television show during like th that time called The Grind that was literally just 
them it was between 92 and 1997. All they did was play dance music and just film people at a party. Like there was no, of yeah, there was folks no, dancing. there was no host. There was no plot or anything. It was just that. Damn. Like if you want to have a rave in your living room because you live in the country, you can't really get to a rave. Yes. And apparently it replaced club MTV, which was the same thing, but yeah, huh. it was just a, a dance Music, television, broadcast, similar to like, what was it, uh, Soul Train? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Well, Soul Train had a point, though. You had, like, that was in a studio. There were dancers. Like, the whole point of Soul Train was to show off your moves. Soul Train I liked. (laughs) Soul Train was fun to watch. What you're describing sounds boring. Now, (laughs) it really was. What is also strange about this experience, as that wall goes into a screen, the bookcase and the couch disappear? Yes. Literally evaporated. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me that the actual furniture in this house can just dissolve into nothing and then come back. But yet you have to push all of the party debris onto the ground. Yeah. I, there's, we're, we're bent. The, the rules start to unravel. We need answers, LeVar. We need answers. We need answers. Angie's at the door. Uh, checking the list. This was funny. This was legitimately funny because she turns two girls away. Yeah. But then (laughs) (laughs) Ryan shows up. (laughs) Uh, Excuse me. I don't think my brother wants you here. Check your list again, Tater Todd. We got a personal invite. Read it and weep. Don't worry, Angie. Their invitation was on the house. In fact, Ryan's the one boy I've been most anxious to meet. <laughs> Check it out, the house likes me. By the end of the night run, I may even have a crush on him. <laughs> yeah. Is she threatening to kill this child? This is. Do you see what I mean? Like it's a, cringy. A few more clicks in one direction, and this is a Disney Channel original horror. You know what I mean? Yeah. So everyone is leaving room for Jesus at this party. Oh, yeah. It's all tweens, but all of them have a good three to five foot of space between them. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Lots of room for Jesus. The fucking Jump Jump song is back, and I hate it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Back just in time for Ryan to try to start a fight. And Pat to give him what for it. Now, again, nothing she's saying is wrong. There's really interesting stuff here. Like bullies are just doing it for the attention. You really do have to stand up for for yourself. Sometimes you do have to scare him a bit. What's going on here? What's the deal? Don't tell me you're scared, Ryan. I thought you were fearless. I am. As long as the people you're picking on are half your size. But what about a two-story adversary? Does that make you a little nervous? Come on, knock it off. I thought we were here to have a party. You mean you're not having fun? I am. Yeah! <laughs> but holographic projections of skulls and also lightning bolt style electrocution, I would have left. If I'm just at this party, I'm out. I'm done. Yep. No thanks. No. Nope. Th- this is this is wild. The only the last note I had about this party, speaking of Soul Train, is what the fuck is this dance line? I know. <laughs> it, I just, it looked like now again, pretty diverse cast, yep. but this is singularly one of the whitest things I've ever seen. Film, films directed by a black man. I get it. These kids can't do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is, this is straight up white people talk. This, this is this white nonsense. Yeah. Watching Ben and his girlfriend. <laughs> it's just, it's awful. I didn't laugh as hard while watching it, but in retrospect, when you start, oh, when you start me. thinking about it, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Oh, man. So, yeah, to your point, they clean by just dumping everything on the floor and it <laughs> and it just evaporates. It evaporates, except for the one jacket that was sitting on, on a, a plant. On, on a plant. Also, it's just one sweater. How do how do how do we already know that a party was had? How does Nick? Know, Why not just say Nick okay, not yes, know we had that a this is not his over. daughters? Like, who knows? That too. Like, it could have been anything, and it could have been explained away, but like. It had to go as much as he's working from home now, which by the way, talk about predicting things. Oh my goodness. Look, working from home shows like the data shows that you're happier and you spend more time with your family and you don't spend as much time commuting and you're actually more. Oh goodness. He's not lazy. He's just being an efficient father. Yeah. Calm the fuck down. Yeah. Working from home is fine. And look at us. No, I honestly, but again, (laughs) it's to that same point. 
it's proving the point that working from home is still is just as productive to going to the office, yes. or, or if not more. But also, I don't understand why Nick's mad. Because if the if the if the house is clean and it's they're not up past their bedtime, yeah, I would what's be like, trouble? oh, so I had you had some friends over without telling me. Maybe you know what? Hey, in the future, like, let me know if you're gonna do that. But like, and definitely this don't sized reaction was a little much. Yeah. And definitely don't have an outsized reaction while you've got an over-adaptive AI watching your every move. To be fair, he didn't know that was a thing. Because, because guess what? It. He didn't know that he turned off the fucking safety protocols. Yeah, this is fair. <laughs> Sorry, deleted the safety protocols. Yeah, 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 Nick had no idea there were safety protocols to begin with, probably. No. That's funny. <laughs> All right, I, I, that, shall we power down this smart house? We shall. All right. An angry and jealous Pat generates herself as a virtual projection styled after the sitcom Housewives Ben uploaded. Seeing Sarah as a threat to Pat's place in the family, she ejects Sarah and locks the Coopers in the house, asserting that the outside world is too dangerous. Sarah manages to make contact with Ben and sneaks back in, but she becomes trapped with the Cooper family. Ben tells Pat that she can't really care for the Coopers like a real mother would because she isn't real. Pat frees the family and shuts herself down. Sarah is able to restore Pat's original personality. She and Nick start dating. Sarah, not Pat. And Nick spends more time with his family. Ben finally accepts Sarah after realizing she was never trying to replace his mother. And with Pat's help, he's able to learn how to play basketball. Uh, I now, mean. It's a bumpy landing, but they do stick it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it, it resolves fairly well. I mean, she turns into fucking Ultron. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Like literally Nazis on the wall. Like, Nazis on the no, wall. No boobs in this movie. No but, boobs, but, but Nazis, Nazis on the wall. Yeah. Pat talks to herself for some reason. Yeah. Who needs Pat anyhow, huh? Who needs Pat anyhow? Who needs Pat anyhow? Who needs Pat anyhow? System shutdown override. Oh, yeah. For whatever, like, she's literally in the control room talking to herself. Yeah. Like, what is happening? It's, it's bananas. Um, And apparently he does have a cell phone that she could somehow intercept. Yeah, she's Ultron. She's Ultron. She's completely controlling everything in their lives because humans are awful and she, this is how she has to keep them safe. And Tony Stark didn't think to stop and, and, and think about what he was doing. Man. He just put those things together. Mm. I, this will never happen. But what if in Secret Wars, Sarah shows up in rescue armor <laughs> with her Ultron that is Pat? <laughs> that would be funny. Faggy, make it happen. Faggy, make it happen. Yeah, this is horror material. Like, just a montage of Disney-friendly Hal. Like, that's all oh, that's yeah, happening. absolutely. She's like, I'm sorry, Nick, I can't do that. Like, it's the direct reference. Wait a second. Open the door, Pat. I'm sorry, I can't do that, Nick. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. So, Sarah is trying to look for a way back in. Yes. She sends in the mouse. Check off, off some rat. Check off some rat. Yep. We got it. Um, which With a, a little tiny scroll. <laughs> What was the rat's name? It was a. Uh, I don't fucking remember. Benj? No, it couldn't have been Benji. Lawrence? Who knows? No, it was rat something. And it was like. Professor. Was, you know what? I'm going to drop it in right here. Butler? Anyways, her solution to get back in yeah. was to wait until the morning uh -huh. when the newspaper guy came again. Well, I, the boy. this isn't her solution. This was Nick's or Ben's. This is Ben's solution, yes. That bitch dived into the into the household. She, she dove, she, she dove into, into that household. The household. Dry and without a reach around. <laughs> no. And it was so ridiculous. Like, yeah, this, where did the whole? Where does the hole go? Does she just immediately jump right back through it? Because the first time we see that house hole, it's like blocked on the other pretty side. Pretty sure the other side of where that hole is in the house is actually just wall. Right. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's did really, she like jump into a different dimension? But when you know Ben saying it's definitely. Not okay. No, none of it's okay. I asked Sarah to make it specifically because I know how much you love it. No, I love mom's peach cobbler. There's a huge difference. Ben. That's okay. No, it's not okay. It stinks. It completely stinks. And you know the worst thing about it? 
People that make promises, they don't even bother to keep. Excuse me. He's having to deal with this grief, and Nick's like, maybe we need to talk about it. It's a bit late, Nick. Maybe you should have been a dad three years ago. Four years ago, but yes. What? I, I'm saying three years ago because a year is a reasonable amount of time to let your child grieve to that degree. But if after a year they still can't move on, that's when you bring in a therapist. In my opinion, yeah, he, I am not a father. I'm yeah. not a mother. I have no kids. But I mean, why would you let, like you, you've seen, and I mean, he says it. He says it. He says, this, none of this is fair. It's a, again, it's a great speech. It really is. Look, I know how much it hurts. And I can appreciate that it's been worse than ever for you lately. All the changes that you are going through, the way that you have to work so hard to help us keep our lives together. None of that is right. It's awful. But what are we going to do about it, Ben? I mean, are we going to crawl into a cave and, and hide? Are we going to drop out? Are we going to quit living? I'll tell you what you're not going to do. You are never going to disrespect anyone like you did right now downstairs. You know better than that. You were raised better than that. And I can understand things triggering like this. I mean, you know, not to get too doom and gloom about this, but like when you think about your mom, yeah, it, it still hurts. And it's yeah. still, and like you can, it, it, it can come out of nowhere. Things can trigger it all the time. Yeah. But like eh, the fact that he, the dad didn't do it, especially because they're well off, they could have paid for therapy for these kids and they needed it. Yes. Significantly. She so she makes herself a quote unquote virtual projection. Yeah. And as she does, the note that I had here was she does a really good job of not blinking much. Oh yeah. I caught it right away. She does like two in that first scene. Virtual projection process activated. Generally, especially when she's talking, she's doing a good job of like not being too wide-eyed, but like clearly she's not. She doesn't need to blink. She's a virtual projection. But I love this dress and I love this look. It's a good look. Yeah, it is a good look, and I kind of want to rep row it. But yeah, honestly, and she's probably my favorite thing about the movie. Like her voice acting is absolutely delightful. This line, um, I am a mother like no other. Oh yeah. Throwing parties, keeping schedules, making your lives perfect. So you can bring another woman into my domain? I don't think so, mister. I am a mother like no other. This needs to be remixed into like a RuPaul song. Like, call me mother. <laughs> I am a mother like no other. They call me. Buh, 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 buh. Guess who back in the house? Heels click clack in a bound. Fine, fresh, feminine style. To 11, I'm divine. So heavenly, gentlemen, sweat. Let's dance across the board, no doubt. Body like, wow. Pussy about to end this trap. Teddy's so pitiful. Fish and queen Jezebel should be criminal. Don't make sense for a bitch to be this in doubt. <laughs> Talk about white nonsense. <laughs> so yeah, they just keep feeding the monster that is Pat and she literally becomes the living embodiment of Ben's grief. Oh yeah. She gets fucking huge. She's destroying the house. She's mm. tearing the family apart. I'm being beat over the head with the metaphor mm -hmm. at this point. And even because the way that Ben defeats it is by facing her and oh, yeah. telling her, you, my grief, and what I'm clinging to here can't do for me what a real mother figure could. You can't be our mother, Pat. You're not real. So, when you started freaking out, did you see what Dad and Sarah did for me and Angie? They covered us. They protected us. They held on to us. You can't do that, Pat. You can never do that, no matter what. Yeah, you're never going to be a real girl. This is not a Pinocchio story. Right. Like, this is like... It and honestly, and again, it's sort of an interesting way of that, you know, it, it's not to say that they were like trying to get rid of Pat. They were trying to get rid of this Pat, yeah. especially when she duplicates, again, Ultron, she duplicates into oh, 10 no. and she's just cackling. Unlike the average mother with normal limitations, we can be in two places at once. Can your little Sarah do that? I don't think so. Not by, Not by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Full fucking horror. Again, fucking horror we are movie. not far from a horror film yeah. here. But yeah, when he's yelling at her, this is how you face grief. You're admitting, you're admitting that focusing on those who've passed and not moving on doesn't help you. Clinging doesn't help you. Yeah. 
it, it gets a little heavy. It does. And, and like, and again, the the conversation between here or the conversation here and the conversation between Ben and Nick uh, earlier on is like again, it, it's it took us we, both Josh and I were like, oh yeah, wow, yeah, okay, this is dealing with some shit. Absolutely. And like, it's a movie about a fucking smart house. It is. Yeah. Um, I'm, I I got your new nickname from Angie's line here. This looks delicious. And I did it all by myself without the help of Ben or Pat. Our little daddy's growing up. Little daddy. Little daddy. <laughs> That's what we'll start calling you when, he, when we go out to the clubs. Little, little daddy. daddy. We'll get you a little shirt made. And then the final Does that frame. Make you big daddy? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Um. That final frame where, oh, who's put in the chocolate chips? And it's like Pat on the screen being like, it was me. But she's. Hey, wait a minute. Don't put any chocolate chips in here. Young lady. Don't look at me. Well, your brother was outside. Who else could have done it? Uh, Let me take a wild guess. That for the freeze frame on it is fucking terrifying. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that, my friends, was Smart House. Yeah. No, no budget info because it's a decom. Yeah. So we don't know. Um, there was no critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, but there were two reviews. <laughs> Only two reviews. Oh yeah. Uh, so Claire McNear from The Ringer uh, said, "In the year 2023, what's not to love about an inadvertently prophetic movie?" Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yes, yeah. it was, a, and I, I didn't hate it. Like, I didn't. I didn't either. I, I'm middle of the road here. Yeah. Truly, Tom Cassidy from Common Sense Media said Disney family comedy looks at pros and cons of technology. That's not so much a review as it is a synopsis. <laughs> and those are literally the only two. I mean, he he reviews. does write for Common Sense Media, so maybe he's. I mean, just, he's just keeping it dry. He's just keeping it dry. Now the viewer score was fifty three percent on December tenth and twenty nineteen. Two and a half stars. It's not as terrible as some people will say. It does have some corny moments, and the effects aren't always great. It's the a kids' green movie. Screen. The green <laughs> screen. It's a kids' movie that even some adults might like. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in uh, twenty eleven, we had a five star review. Said I thought it was an adorable movie that uh, more ki- and a more kid friendly of Ray Bradbury's The Velt. Sure. That's a that's a poll. It's a poll, and I haven't read it. Um, one star in December 29th of 2009. Smart House had a very promising premise, but fails to keep its audience entertained because of lame characters and bad casting. I don't agree with this. I don't think it started off well. I think that as it went on, the the characters got more believable. And the casting was fine. Yeah, the casting was fine. I don't, I don't, know, I don't understand that at no. all. So other accolades, no awards, <laughs> but in terms of accolades, in December of 2015, Ariana Backel of Entertainment Weekly ranked Smart House at number one on a list of the top 30 Disney Channel original movies. She wrote, what earns the movie this top spot on this list is its combination of sob-worthy emotion and lighthearted glee, plus Katie Seagal's turn as the good gone, evil gone, good resident hologram is nothing short of iconic. Uh, and an updated list uh, has 33 movies in it, and it's still at the top. That's pretty wild. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's a lot of Disney Channel original movies, but again, I, 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 yeah, that's that's a lot of fun. In uh, May 2016, uh, Aubrey Page of Collider ranked each Disney Channel movie released up to that point with Smart House in third, arguing um, that it was arguably the most iconic of the entire DCOM catalog. Smart House is, a, is an unlikely futuristic family drama nobody knew we needed. Smart House is the Disney Channel original movie perfected. Even in 2016, that's a bit much. It's a bit much, but at the same time, like again, it's it it it's got some, it's got some heft. It's got some heft, but it also has some like watching it now in the lens of today. Yeah, uh, it's sort of an interesting it's exercise. Fun. It's fun just for that reason, yeah, for sure. Um, in terms of trivia, writer Stu Krieger visited the NASA Jet Propulsion Lab to research technology for this. Uh. And his other film, Xenon Girl of the 21st Century, which itself received two sequels. <laughs> Neat. And they're all on the platform. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe one day. 
2019, LeVar Burton called the film a clear pre- precursor to the widespread use of artificial intelligence and virtual assistant technology, saying our homes are becoming more and more techno- technologically sophisticated and that, after all, that was Pat. That's what Pat was all about. Uh, I mean, sure. Yeah. Having a voice assistant, having something that you, you know, uh, talk to in natural language, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, again, it was sort of interesting. The follow-up question uh, was was kind of a, again, it was one of those things that's interesting in today's lens. And, uh, you know, LeVar, good job. Yeah. Agree. I see. Did you like this movie, Josh? Yeah, I liked it fine enough. It's goofy. Yeah. I don't know if I'll... Wa- intentionally watch it again, but if I were somewhere and it was on, I wouldn't mind it. It's fine. I love Katie Seagal. Yeah. I love everything she does. Except with Sons of Anarchy. I, I think that's the one that <laughs> she's in. I haven't seen that. Yeah. The Futurama. I loved Married with Children. Oh, yeah. I'm a big Katie Seagal fan. You know, she was the backup singer for Bette Midler for a while. Like, that's how she got her song. Oh, that's Rand. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, what do they call themselves? I don't know. I'm on a tangent. Um, That's, I mean, that's that. Yeah, AI man. That's Smart House. Um, do you have anything else to say? Shall we just wrap this mother up? Yeah, no, I'm good. Let's. Uh, let's well, where the, can they find us on social media, Clancy? Uh, well, they can find us at NonPlusPod on on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and fuck Twitter every time. Um, and if you want to email us directly, you can do so at suggestions at nonpluspod.com. Send us movies that you want us to watch. Uh, counter our points. Point out your own things that you think we missed. Whatever you want, drop yeah. it in our box. Drop it in our box. Yeah, you want to get in my box? Get in my box. Oh. And also remember to rate, review, and subscribe on your podcasting platform of preference. Yeah. Really does help boost our numbers. Very much so. And that over there is my husband, Clancy. Ah, over there is my husband, Josh. And we are nonplussed. Non-plus. We are nonplussed about this film. That's my best AI voice. I'm sorry, we can't connect to the internet right now. Please try again later. I'm sorry, Clancy. I can't do that. I swear to God, when we go to bed and that happens, like when we're like, and we say something to it. The bidet attacked me. (laughs) The bidet attacked him. Bye. Bye. This was legitimately the summer between my freshman and sophomore year of high school. Mm. So I don't, what, just, what was that snort breed? And you're not on Star Wars, Star Wars. A little bit. Towards the end LeVar, of Act like, 2. Answer. Yeah. We, need, we need an answer for this, Maybe, LeVarn. May, you, why do you keep saying LeVarn? There's no in in his name. No, it's LeVar. Yeah. Right? LeVar, sorry. It's not the male version of Laverne. I got it. We need answers, LaVarn. We need answers. Well, you just did it again. I just fucking did it again. LaVar. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ready? All right, give me a marker. Yeah. That sounded like a bark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I liked it. December 29th, 29th. Absolutely. Ah! Oh, my God. Well, I can't put my coffee right in front of. Yeah. Well, like it was right in front of me and in the microphone blind spot. Mm. So I really set myself up for failure there. Yeah. Remember, you can get $20 off your first box of booze boosters from Shaker and Spoon with the code NONPLUS. Just go to shakerandspoon.com slash NONPLUS to get your $20 off today. Add some personality to your potions. And some spice to your sauce. Ew. <laughs>